I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning. The following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example. Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers episode 287. Which is like murder, but a hundred times worse. It's like the murder of a police officer. <laughs> is that what yeah, 287 one, is? I think a 187. No, 187 is a murder. That's right. All right. Yeah. I, it's what did I say about the tangents? Already. <laughs> has hip-hop taught you nothing? No, it hasn't. Oh, goodness. <laughs> so uh, so before we get too tangified, let's uh, go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Dan. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And we'll be talking about Wonder Woman this week. And we have a guest on the line. Uh, am, I, am I saying it right? Karina? Karina, like um, the song. Actually, I'm named after the song. How about really? that? So, Karina Lawson, she is the co-founder of GeekMom.com and a contributor to Barnes & Noble's, S- what's SFF blog? Oh, Sci-Fi Fantasy. Sci-Fi Fantasy blog. Okay, sorry. I should know that. I feel <laughs> weird for not knowing that. <laughs> but minus two nerd points, Tom. I know. I was like, San Francisco? They have a special? Oh. And then I was like scared to ask what the thir- what the second F would stand for. So, uh, and, and, it's, and uh, you also write uh, fiction, correct? I do. I write, um, I admit to uh, writing romance novels. Oh, look at that. Congratulations. So. Good for you. That's and, awesome. And you mentioned twins. Uh, how many How many children do you have? Uh, my oldest is 23, my son is 21, and the twins are turning 18 on oh, Friday. Oh, jeez. So right. I am wow. old enough to have seen the original Wonder Woman show on first airing. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> we are yeah. of all uh, ages here. So. All ages. Yeah, well, not all ages, because that would be infinite. That, that would be That would uh, be impossible. Yeah. yeah with too, not enough microphones. But yes. we run the gamut from w- what? From old as dirt to hey, Kevin. It's, it's called 50. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you were gonna if you wanted to put that out there. Oh, I, I wanna, totally own that. I didn't want to out you. So Dan, Dan's oh. fifty. I'll be forty-seven in in, in uh, September. I'm thirty-five. And, and I'm then, thirty. And so we kind of run. So oh, babies. There's there's a lot of times <laughs> when when Dan and I have to explain things to Kevin and Joe. Like <laughs> yes, it's true. Here's what a rotary phone. was I know what a rotary phone was. <laughs> Television used to be black and white. Right. <laughs> Television. Sorry, I have a rotary phone in my bedroom. 
Um, nice. Because the kids kept breaking all the portable phones. And, uh, <laughs> they can't break. They, they, they don't even know how to use it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just look at it. Now, this isn't the kind where you hold the piece up to your ear and then turn the thing, is it? <laughs> oh. <Yeah. laughs> you mean like... like uh, Oh, like, uh, Green Acres? Yeah, like the <laughs> yeah. old box on yeah. the wall where you hold the horn. You, cr- you crank it. Like on Andy Griffith. Or Green yeah. Acres, you're climbing the telephone pole. Yes. Yeah. You have to unplug the toaster so I can use the phone. <laughs> See, these are the jokes we have to explain to them by explaining yes. them what, what Green Acres was. And I what, know what all that stuff is. And then when we talk about tangents, next thing you know, I'm, I'm explaining to them the rural purge of 1971, <laughs> and it's just a whole thing. Yeah. So, um, so, so I know you're pressed for time, and we want to talk about Wonder Woman, and we're kind of a boys club, and we thought it sounds stupid to have like four dudes sitting around talking about Wonder Woman. So, uh, how we normally proceed here is Joe will kind of just take us through the movie, kind of a synopsis, which isn't really mm-hmm. the best thing to, way to describe it because synopsises are typically short. And then this is not. This is not what we're going to do. Uh, so, uh, but anyway, so it's just kind of like a book club for movies. So we will uh, let Joe take over and tell us about Wonder Woman. So obviously DC has not had the greatest track record. That's one way to put it. That's, uh, you know, since the Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Yeah. Yes. yes, that is correct. I saw a, f- a friend of mine, uh, Ivan Asquith, who works at Kickstarter, uh, posted a, cr- a great comment today. He was like, uh, he's like, I never w- was worried that a female could headline a superhero movie or that a female could direct a superhero movie. I was worried that DC could. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is right. It has been I, I saw somebody else posted where it's just like, it's ridiculous that this movie had to succeed like the 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 quagmire that dc was faced with is that they get to make a male dominated superhero movie and it can fail and they can just do it again right and there's no repercussions to that whatsoever if and then everybody was like if this one fails it's over and she's just like i don't understand like it's this is our first one and right. if it fails why can't we just make another one right and well, all, all the women i know were all along the lines of oh wonder one please be good please be good please uh, yeah, I, please be good. A because it's her first go. B because it had to. It, I don't like saying it had to be good, but you can only strike out so many times at the yeah. box office as far as Warner Brothers and DC is concerned. So it had to be good on that standpoint. And you have to do the character justice. Like the, the, right. she is in the Trinity at DC. She's the third point in that Trinity. The other two have had shot after shot after shot. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, in DC, Trinities have five points. <laughs> well, like their yeah. tridents, like the like, yes. much like their tridents, yeah, right, yeah. But, but she, uh, she's but the, the problem. Cor- she's the, the cornerstone, and, and of course, if if there was anything lacking in this movie, it was going to be blamed because it's it's a female character, yeah, which is a sad state which of is, affairs. It is absolutely sad, but, but I mean, it's it was going to come down to that, yeah. So there are, your movie opens up with present day uh, Diana working in London, which I liked. Like that's always been one of the things that. Um, they never really talk about is where she lives because mm-hmm. like she always just kind of pops up but in in my reading of the books she's always been kind of centered in London um, so she's working as a curator in, in a Wayne museum so you get a, a Wayne Industries truck pulls up I don't know I had uh, that, friends who said they thought that museum was the Louvre um, yeah. it looked like the Louvre to me it was it was it was the Louvre at the beginning yeah. so she's in France yeah. that was that was France okay All I right. thought so too it's like because I've seen I've never been there but I've seen pictures of the Louvre and it's that's yeah the all, glass, I, 
I glass thought, pyramid right yeah. there. I thought just based on what I learned in in grade school <laughs> that there would be more women's underpants. <laughs> Because it's France. I mean, we we saw London, we saw France, but there were no underpants. That's what we were told. (laughs) What? We're sorry. Is that that not a thing? That's not okay. Okay. So another childhood myth destroyed. (laughs) You haven't hung up yet because this is what we do. Um, so uh, well, I will note that, that Bruce Wayne is awfully paranoid still. I mean, it's one picture. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, especially when we're sitting the guards. <laughs> yeah, we need to have three armed guards, a locked down, you know, briefcase, and here, here's so she. And we also need to make sure that Diana doesn't own a scanner. Yeah, right, yeah. right. The only thing I could think of, honestly, is just the value of it. I mean, it's from World War One. I. I mean, it's an old picture that was taken mm-hmm. with one of those. Yeah. Uh, What's the word? I don't know. The like, flash bulbs with the uh, I don't know what cameras? the chemical is. Camera. No, camera. but you know, like they used to they used to take pictures phosphor phosphorus yeah. or something like that. Sure. So we're, we're not that old. Oh, sorry. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you guys know what that is. So you know, it probably is susceptible to damage, and so I think mm-hmm. the preservation of the photo was more than the security. But I, I get what you know. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, we're not bagging on it. Yeah, it was, yeah. Just, <laughs> it was just wow. Yeah. yeah. So he's really nice. Yeah. She she opens it up, and it, there's a note that says. You know, I found the original for you, Bruce, or whatever. Yeah, maybe someday you'll tell me the story. <laughs> oh, that's what it was. Well, yeah. So, yeah. and then we get the flashback to Diana as a child uh, on Themyscira, which, if I could, uh, like, I will take that movie. Like, as, as yeah, great oh as this gosh. movie was, like, I'll take young Diana yeah. as a little girl on the island. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm oh, good as with a little that. girl? Yeah, yeah, because I thought that was adorable. Like, no, I thought her, as, her as the little girl was great. It was very cute. If there is not a young Diana costume for this Halloween, I will yes. because yeah. um, that costume is going to show up over and over and over again. The, oh, yeah. You're talking about, like, the, the cream-colored one? Yeah, the little yeah. girl. Yeah. yeah, All the little girls. Yeah. That. That. My daughter, so my daughter was Wonder Woman for Halloween this past Halloween, but they they had, they'd only released the uh, the Batman versus Superman so the costume that we see. So and I there were hundreds of those, but I you're right. If I, we don't see a, a young Diana, much yeah. like Ray from Star Wars, right. like there were little Rays mm-hmm. running around everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Although given the way these companies work, it'll probably be like. A sexy young Diana. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff they always do. I know. Do. They always kind of muck it up with, yeah. you know. I mean, here, here's the upside, though, is when they make this the sexy Wonder Woman costume, it'll fit your five-year-old. That's terrible. Uh, <laughs> so it won't be sexy on her. It'll just be a five-year-old's <laughs> costume. Five-year-old's costume. <laughs> She's so. also six. Sorry. All right. So so before we get into this part, because I want to mention something that, that was really surprising to me about this whole famous scare part. And even when it was little Diana and growing up into adulthood. So just a little background. So, Joe, you have a daughter who's mm-hmm. six now. Mm-hmm. Dan, you have a young daughter. Yeah, she'll be five in September. Okay. Tom, you have a stepdaughter. A stepdaughter who's 10. So I have a boy who's turning eight. And so I don't have a daughter. Um, I, I, you know, so I don't have that connection. It didn't hit me on that level, seeing the young Diana raising her, that kind of thing. But when, when we got to Themyscira and just even seeing the Amazons, uh, you know, because Themyscira is all women. Mm-hmm. They're all women that dominate this island. They're fighting. They are fiercely fighting. They are fighting better than we've ever seen any DC character fight mm-hmm. in these movies. Absolutely. Right? 
And so it, it just really felt special to me. And I wanted to bring this up because I did not expect to feel these kind of feelings. But with it being a female director, the first to direct a superhero movie and a huge budget and so much writing on this movie, when we got to the island and it looked amazing and these women looked amazing doing what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And Robin Wright, who yeah. badass. Robin yeah. Wright. And is it Connie Nelson? Who's... Who's uh, Hippolyta? Connie, Connie Nelson. I yeah. mean, there we. Sh- why didn't we? Why didn't we have this Robin Wright as Princess Buttercup? Is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> she, she had a couple a, moments. That's a completely different movie at that point. <laughs> yeah. But but yes. So we got to this moment, and it was just when all the Amazons were fighting when when Diana was little. So even before she was really in the picture. And when I saw this, I started feeling emotional and I didn't expect to feel that way because going into this movie, I, you know, I'm not like a huge Wonder Woman fan. I enjoy the character, but I'm a Batman guy. He's my favorite. So I wasn't looking forward to the movie for that reason. Just like, oh, Wonder Woman's my girl. You know, I just, and then with the other DC movies, I didn't have high expectations because they didn't meet my criteria. They also, the tone is so drastically different from the other three movies right so everybody's moping there's not a single smile in any of those movies in this one you're gal gadot is it gal gadot or gal gadot 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 uh is able to smile and give Mm -hmm. you a sense of innocence uh bewilderment naive but not naive right but i mean like certainly like like the ice cream scene Mm -hmm. or seeing a baby for the first time Mm -hmm. i don't want to cut you off but this is before we even see her what i mean is my point is that when I saw this movie happening, because I try to avoid trailers, but I think I saw the first one, and I've seen you know just little clips and pictures pop up over the internet. I've edited some reviews for my site, but I didn't have that high expectations of the movie. But when we got into it, and I saw the mascara, and I saw these women, these powerful women battling, mm-hmm. and all this was actually happening after seventy six years of this character's creation, yeah. I felt emotional, and no, it was it's, weird because it's, it's I well didn't done. I didn't expect that. And well, it, there's another element too. They're all powerful. They're mm-hmm. all. Uh, for one, they're all being active and doing something yes, and not yes. watching. But two, the way they are filmed showcases their power and not their sexuality. I yes, mean, I'm yeah. sure, uh, you know, men found that really attractive, but yeah. that wasn't the point of showing them. Yeah, um, it, it wasn't. It wasn't filmed like, who there is it? Yeah, I have no idea how it, it was. It felt like Michael Bay <laughs> would shoot. Seeing that, yes, and, and, um, and there's a way to make women look powerful, and because of that, they are sexy rather than ooh, so sexy. Right, I was yeah, uh, and I was looking for and it. They but, have swords. Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking sword and arrows. It was great. arrows, swords, and they're I mean, they're the expert warriors. And I was I was looking at the costumes and trying to see how this would be handled. And I, I figured that because it's a woman director, I didn't think it would be tasteless or anything. Mm-hmm. But still, you know, it's it's a big hero movie. It's produced by Zack Snyder. I don't know. And what I noticed well, it's was... it's also produced by Deborah Snyder. Well, I know, but, yeah, but uh, I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. But like, yeah. There's also a woman of course. producer but, who probably had a, maybe a little bit more input than her husband. But the, but the Amazons, when I saw them, all these powerful, amazing people fighting and training, mm-hmm. but they're fully armored and clothed. There was nothing revealing or provocative about the right. way they were dressed. So I totally agree with what Karina's saying. It just overall, it was very powerful from the first scene, mm-hmm. even before Diana is introduced, who is an amazing character, and we'll get into the acting. It's fantastic. But I just think that from the get-go, when I saw the island and I saw these women, I was like, they're doing this right. What they've said is true, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it was really neat. Yeah, so they're, they're going through... Uh, Diana's kind of running around the island, and she sees um, the... Amazonian soldiers are training and fighting and she's standing up on a cliff 
and mimicking what the uh, the soldiers are doing and the, the the warriors are doing. So cute. Robin Wright sees her and kind of gives her like a wink and a nod. She's like, yeah, I get it. But uh, Connie Nelson, who plays Hippolyta, who in the comic books is actually the first Wonder Woman, like in the mm-hmm. in the gold the sometimes yes right not anymore in the still in the old silver age she helped form the jsa which was like when i grew up reading comics she was the help of the mother and then they had christ on infinite earth and then she was the first one that's right and she joined alan scott so if you're as old as me (laughs) she wasn't originally and then she was and then she wasn't again which is comic everybody (laughs) right just like uh we don't like that idea we'll just do some time travel thing it'll wipe it all out but yeah, she was part of the you know the Alan the original Green Lantern and the original Flash. She was kind of part of that group for a while, um, but in this one she is not. So wonder Diana kind of lets her know that she wants to train, um, and Connie Nelson Hippolyta is just like no, that's not going to happen. Um, there's and they start eluding that there is something special about Diana that nobody knows except for Hippolyta. I also do like that they give you two separate origins for Diana, um, which are both based out of the comics. Um, the idea that she is formed at that uh, Hippolyta couldn't have a daughter. She prayed to the gods. They made her out of clay. And then poof, there she was. Like a dreidel. Much like mm. a dreidel, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second... Well, if you read Gail, Gail Simone's run, it was mystical clay. Right. Uh. Um, that was from Mother Earth. And there's... Yeah, there's a lot more to it. But yeah, in essence, um, it was created from a mother's need to have a child. Correct. Yeah. Which I think is a very powerful feminist kind of It, it is. Mm-hmm. That the, the origi- her original origin is very feminist driven. And I don't mean that like that's just what she was. Because I don't know as much of the history of Wonder Woman and some of the listeners might not as well. How, they're all Amazons and they're all adults mm-hmm. and there's no children. How do these Amazons start out? I don't understand the no children thing. Uh, well, yeah. the comics have handled it different ways, but I'll focus on the movie seem to indicate that Zeus had given the Amazons immortality and Themyscira mm-hmm. in order to protect, well, spoilers later in the movie, and you find <laughs> out uh, they're there to protect the god killer without giving too much away yeah. yet. Well, okay. That's, that's kind of the, our the comics, thing. In the comics, it has been handled slightly different over time. Um, sometimes Diane is the only child. On the island, um, that was the case with Gail Simone's run, mm-hmm. which is why, which she used to showcase how the women who couldn't have children felt, which I thought was a really fascinating take on it. Um, in the and we'll just and then Brian Azzarello and Cliff Chang, who drew a beautiful Diana, which is the run the that I there was. That's the run that I the love. I love that run. I yeah, think that's well, probably the, the best. Amazons like basically, you know had sex with random sailors, killed them all, and sold off the babies, which I couldn't read the Azzarella run after that. It, 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 was, it was difficult, but, but I think... That it, was not the answer. Yeah, so then in in his run, we find out that Diana is a demigod, um, that Hippolyta right. had, that was, had a relationship with Zeus, and then that's where Diana came from. So it, it changed her origin. It, he, what I think Azarella wanted to do with that was, do, was tell a mythology story, and he found a way to get everybody all. He found a way to get the Greek gods into Wonder Woman and do almost a Vertigo style Wonder Woman book that was separate from everything else. Well, I think I think his run is a good mythical story, but not necessarily a good Wonder Woman story. I think that's right. a fair. That's a fair statement. Where she is now is 
Diana was not the only uh, woman on uh, child on the island, and she grew up training with other Amazon yeah. daughters. Uh, yeah, I get. And, or, yeah, um, and the Amazons have relationships um, with each other. So, I mean, Greg Ruckus talked about how the Amazon is basically a queer identifying society. Yep. Um, and even gave Wonder Woman a, a female lover before she left the island. Correct. Um, and got that in continuity, which. Oh, Greg Rucka. Um, but that's not going to be the case here because she's the only child. So I can't imagine. And all the Amazons seem to view her as as uh, their niece. Yeah, or so their sister. Yeah, like the younger sister. Think, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if that would necessarily be hinted at. Um, but then we get to the boat conversation, and you're not quite sure how. <laughs> yeah. she, when she's talking to Steve about, oh, you didn't really need men. Right, right. Boy, that, I, I, my wife was a big fan of that scene, and I was like, what are you trying to tell me right now? <laughs> um, so, yeah, so she is, she grows, she's growing older on the island, and she has been training with um, Robin Wright in secret all the, the this entire time, and then Connie Nelson kind of walks in and finds them and is pissed because... She knows that Di- there's something about Diana that if it is unlocked, if her, her secret is unlocked, uh, it gives Ares an opening to find the island and to, to wreak havoc again. So Also, she-, she can start, like, exploding people, as we saw in that training scene, <laughs> yeah, like, right, once it's unlocked. Right. right. Um, so they, they pull her back, and then Connie Nelson takes her... Oh, I guess she, te- she tells her as a, as a little girl the story of Ares, mm-hmm. how Ares got pissed mm-hmm. because Zeus... Uh, created man and he kind of had a, a, a better love for man and man has destroyed the earth um, so Z- Ares started to use his influence to um, quote unquote help man destroy itself and then they can fix the earth and everything will be great Zeus was having none of it so Ares ends up I guess they say that Ares kills, kills all, of, all, of all of them uh, with the exception of Zeus and Zeus hits him with the giant lightning bolt and sends him to earth and never to be heard from again until now, until today, I guess. Like not today, today, but then well, today. You, you know, when then you get today. that story in the beginning, Ares is going to be the final battle. Absolutely, yeah. sure. Yeah. It's a D, and also like it's a DC movie, so they have to fight a giant monster in the third act. Yeah, like I accept that mm-hmm. at this point. It's the, right. lo- it's the law. It's the law yeah. <laughs> of yeah. comic book mm-hmm. movies. I like how they handle the mythology a lot, and I guess that comes from that Azarulo run, the mythology part of the- it. Yeah. I wouldn't say it really comes from the Azarella run. Um, I mean, I've been reading, there's a lot, if you read George Perez's run, there's a ton of mythology in there. And again, uh, Gail Simone went back into the Amazon mythology there with Zeus and even brought in like Achilles. Yeah. Um, but with the so clay. So I think it's always present. Azarella had a different take on it and a really cool visual take, but I would say it's in all the best runs of Wonder Woman, the mythology has pretty much been present. Always been there. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I like that story. I thought it was really neat how they told it, and uh, it, it was just really cool setup for what we see later. Yeah, and there's also, I mean, I will say there's a lot of Zack Snyder influence visually, and I think that... Which is where his influence right. should be. Yes. yes. <laughs> I agree. Like, that dude, well, yeah. we've said before, he needs to be a director of photography. Like yeah. that's that's where his money is. That's the, his strong suit. I I will say something though is that I'm I think they I think we've played out the ramping up the action sequences, ramping up and slowing down the action sequences, and, I, and I'll tell you why. Um, 
it's cool and i know that they slow down like moments to be, to be like look how cool that is yeah i think it undermines it why i think it feels to make it less realistic and to you know is why i don't think it works as well as when you see like of uh, the battle in uh the elevator with the russo brothers yeah. and the way they handle action which is like they never slow it down or do slow-mo shots or try to you know make it artistic it's just it's and it which it undermines the brutality of it and i think and it's not just wonder woman i think every time we see that now it's sort of like takes it out of like they're trying to be gritty and realistic and yet they do these sort of like hero shots sure with the slowed down action and i think it undermines the action and that's my that's where i take issue with it. i think it's it's like it's their thing and i know that that's sort of like their their graphical style but i think it i think it steals away from what's happening i think it was cool with the bullets it it's cool but I, but not, I'm sorry. The bullets were cool. Um, my take on action sequences is I don't care a lot of times how visually stunning or bad they're done. If I'm not emotionally invested in the it, outcome yeah, sure, of the fight, sure. I'm going to find them boring no matter how. Uh, yeah. Like the scene in the elevator in Captain America is brilliant because you're worried. Steve's got yeah. all these guys, and yeah. then he goes, you know. He does the Captain America thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and our and, and our eyes and our minds can keep away. up. Yeah, we can keep up visually. Like, like I, I, I don't know. I just don't like it being spoon-fed like that. I, I think Karina hit the nail on the head, though. And this movie, what they did so well, which they have missed on the other DC movies in this extended universe, is that you care about the characters because oh. of the way it's written. And so the action scenes, which I thought looked cool, I get it was a little weird with so much slowdown, speed up stuff. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, like, I cared about the outcome. And so yes. that's the that's the huge thing they did. And I think that's a testament to story by Zack Snyder, but mm-hmm. written by... Who's the comic book guy that Jeff does Johns. Jeff Johns, and who is a brilliant writer. Well, also, let's give Alan, Alan Heinberg. Alan Heinberg, yeah, who also, I think, had a Wonder Woman and run as well. He did. It yeah. was a pretty good run, but it got kind of truncated. Yeah. So, I will and, s- but he also created Young Avengers. Yes. <laughs> I, I will say this is the first uh, of this crop of DC movies that doesn't feel like it was written by a committee. Right. I think this was a. I think it was Alan Heinberg and Jeff Johns working yeah. very closely together, mm-hmm. and it worked. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, but not Zack Snyder. But not no. Zack Snyder. Has, not Zack Snyder, and not David Goyer. Yeah. No, like, he had a lot of heart. I, I the way it's filmed, though, is very much the way a woman would film it. How do you mean? In certain situations, um, I had an article in the Barnes and Noble Sci-Fi blog. If you watch it, um, it's very much. When she goes to London, what you're basically seeing is the, you know, for lack of a better word, the patriarchy trying to get uh, Diana to conform. I see. Okay. Do this. Yeah. Do this. Do yes. it our way. Yeah. Do don't, it our don't way. Do, do that. Way. You don't understand. You don't know what you're doing. And, it, it, and Diana keeps going, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. And, but it's the way Gal Gadot plays that, those sequences. And, and I assume Jenkins had a lot to do with which takes she used, which is just like, what? Yeah, and she's you know like she, no, I don't have to listen to you. And she, um, kind and she, of a look of sort of amused befuddlement on her face. That that's a great you know, way. To, yeah, yeah, and that's befuddlement. That's, that's what I was gonna say. She she's mystified. Like yeah. they 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 really walk the line of in this movie. I think of making a feminist statement without making a feminist statement. Yeah. Like they they don't make her mad. Nope, right, no. which is which is what mm-hmm. a certain they, they element her, would make her mad at the at the war. Well, the, the animated movie makes her mad. And yeah. which, okay, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. Right, like this is the animated movie in in real quote unquote real life. Right, 
Yeah. Like, it's, Although, the, it's the same beats. It's the same everything. But the animated movie, just, there's just something that feels, I don't know. I felt well, off. Steve is a jerk in the yeah. animated. Yeah, yeah, he is a jerk in the yeah. animated. But I mean, like it's it's almost beat for beat the animated film. Yeah. Let's get to Steve since okay. I know she's pressed for time. Yeah. Like I want to hit. So some major points. Diana grows. Okay. She grows up. Um, she, uh, Connie Nelson agrees to let um, Robin Wright train her, but she's like, you got to train her harder than anybody you've ever trained. And they're finally like Diana, um, much like her comic book predecessor, is just de- she's destroying everybody. Like right. she's very fast she's very strong and they she kind of she accidentally unlocks something we don't know what it is but like she hits her her wristbands together and there's a giant explosion and knocks uh robin right back and she freaks out so she diana runs to the top of this cliff and as she's on the top of this cliff looking out over a beautifully shot cliff oh, scene and, and and the ocean and everything yeah. around it's it. so gorgeous the, um, the cinematography the the visual design everything i mean i, I kind of wish they stayed on theme of longer just to look at well, it's it. also yeah. it's it's visually completely different than anything we've seen in the dc stuff mm-hmm. everything in the dc stuff has been at night and raining yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's it <laughs> they, don't, they haven't done anything else besides that yeah. so to see sunlight and to see it to see her skin mm-hmm. have an actual color of skin and the colors pop and everything it it, it looked incredible so she sees his airplane um fly through the force field the or the invisibility shield and which by the way i didn't really understand why it happened at that time until you guys just talked about the wrist together diana put the hole in the force field which i didn't oh no i think he is that right because i think he just he just flies through it Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, because all the boats can all those centuries, and all of a sudden Diana uses her god power and the oh, oh, and, and, a, a, and a weekend right. it a little bit. Yeah, I guess that's weekend. true. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. See, look, we didn't even know we said that. That's yeah. <laughs> um, we're accidentally smart. <laughs> yeah. So this plane it won't happen again. Yeah, don't worry. It's a once in a, <laughs> once in a show thing. So the plane crashes through, and she sees it go down in the water. Another awesome scene where she jumps off the cliff, uh, dives into the uh. water. Steve can't get himself loose from the so we see Chris Pine for the first time um, and he's stuck in this German uh, plane and he can't get out Diana swims down snaps the plane almost in half and pulls him out of the water and again like she this is a star making role like she if she's going to be a massive star after this movie and I think she is helped I hate saying that but she is helped by Chris Pine because Chris Pine is so effing charming and witty that he helps elevate her um not i don't want to say that she's naive no but like the way she sees the world is helped by chris pine and he helps elevate that role for her um they have good chemistry they have, they have electric they have chemistry um it said that great actors around them make good actors better yeah and so i think there's a there's a sense since this is Gail Godot's first really major role, yeah, that it certainly helped her to be working with basically all these great actors. Yes, yeah, she Everybody is definitely yeah. she's, she's lifted makes up big a time. Huge impression, no matter how much screen time they have. Right, and I I found the way that Gal Gadot portrayed this character just so perfect. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. she nailed it, and and she is naive because she hasn't been in the world of. Men. I don't want to I mean, say she, naive because I don't think she's naive. naive. I think she's innocent. Yeah, the, the innocence. Yeah. Okay. you know, like I said, the ice cream scene or. Seeing a yeah. baby and you know, yeah. I think. Oh, the baby scene was great. I, yeah. I think the baby scene. It's one. It's what's one line. If it's yeah. three seconds yeah. in the whole movie, I think that might be the most important moment in the entire film. Yes, because it says that for 
all of her strength and toughness and and battle skills that she's still a woman she still has that maternal instinct and that mm-hmm. that's okay yep. yeah that that doesn't undermine See, the other I, stuff i read it differently really? i read it as i come from a place where i was the only child and, sure oh my god a baby i mean you i know? think um, i think that's absolutely an element of it as well is mm-hmm. the uh, the novelty of like i've never seen one you know but mm-hmm. i think that you know she could have probably you know you could have just as easily done that with a puppy Sure, you know what I mean, yeah. and and I think that I I think it works on both levels. I think both things are true, um, but I, I I really like the fact that it's like it's not an either or. It's okay to, to have both. both to have both of those aspects mm-hmm. of your personality, right? And it got a lot of laughs. That was hilarious. Oh yeah, because right. that's the other thing about this movie is it's funny. Yeah. Like there there is enough is. levity in the movie when they hit you with some with an emotional beat. It's earned, and right. and the humor is organic. It's yes. not. They yeah. didn't write a bunch of one-liners and then figure out where to graph them onto the screen. It's not. The, I yeah. thought she was with you, right? It, you it all comes. From, it's all character-driven. Yes, and to Joe's point, well, yeah. Even in Guardians of the Galaxy two, it felt like some of the one-liners were trying too hard this time right. around. You yeah. you and, you uh, take it easy with your Guardians. Yes. This, this is a sequence where you see. It could have been a really right. like men bad. Yes, bad. yes. right. Yes. And I'll tell you what, and, there was a there was a trailer. And it plays it not for. They're not laughing at Diana. They're no. laughing at the situations. Yes, right. and, and they also are the smart. Sequence with the clothes tr- trying on, and mm-hmm. then she goes, and they attack her, and we get the Chris Reeve Superman moment, which was but awesome. The end yeah. sequence where Etta has the sword. I mean, yeah. that's just brilliant symbolism yeah. as far as feminism goes. Yeah. The um, I I like also that the uh, humor is dialed down, the more precarious, and the closer to war they get. As yeah. we get closer and closer to the quote unquote front line, yeah, the humor um, kind of starts to dissipate a little. They bit. also and they also they were smart to not make Steve come off as some just giant mansplainer on everything. Yeah. Yes. You know they didn't. You know they were good to keep that character kind of balanced. Because he can go the other way yeah. real easy, real quick. Yeah. And I think that really, you, you have to give credit to Chris Pine. The two sequences where you see them alone, the one where he's naked and yeah. then on the boat. Yeah. The sort of, without those two scenes, yeah. I don't think the movie works at why, all. I, I why do you're you think absolutely that? correct. Why do you think that? Well, because what you see in the sequence where he's naked... And he's a little bit embarrassed, but, you know, yeah. and then he has a great line about being above average. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he's still a man. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> and she's never but seen it, a man. So, yeah. you know. Right. So I'm curious. And I'm sure the Amazons run around naked. Sure. Yeah. To be honest. Good chunk of the time. Why wouldn't they? Um, but she's genuinely curious about him. Mm-hmm. And he is both baffled and fascinated and... Just doesn't know quite what to think of her, but he's he's interested in her without seeming like he's leering at her. If that makes any sense, totally, totally, absolutely. I think you have to give Chris Pine a lot of credit, and Gal Gadot is the star of this movie, no doubt, and she's amazing. Uh, But I think Chris Pine, as the levity, the humor, she's playing off of Chris Pine. She's Mm -hmm. the straight man to Chris Pine. Oh, absolutely. And uh, Mm -hmm. you got to give him so much credit because he makes this movie so much fun. But he also, like you said, all the things you've commented on, it he he does it in such a way he portrays this character to where he he doesn't have weird ulterior motives he doesn't look at her as an object he just he really believed that he cares about her right, right. and and it's, he, he's a he's a partner 
Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, a, true, he's it, a true partner. For I can him. see. I, there's been a little bit of ire, I guess, about the relationship that there is a relationship between Diana and Steve. It's tough for me because that's a relationship that is across comics, with the exception of the weird turn with Superman and, and Wonder Woman as a couple. That's the oh, couple. God. Yeah. That, and actually, <laughs> I don't mind because, like that, you know, like to me, that takes place in Kingdom Come, right? Like that's the yeah. that relationship is a is a is an Elseworlds relationship. Um, and I, I like the idea of them together as older superheroes. Like, obviously, Lois is going to die and Steve's going to die. These two warriors who are left alone, who are the last, who you assume are the only two people from their kind, would have some sort of connection. So the idea that they get together right. in, in Kingdom Come is fine. In continuity, not so much. It was not handled very well. But um, the, the Lois and Clark, Selena and Bruce... Steve and Diana like those are your really yeah. you know yeah well I, I only wish that Lois and they have Amy Adams I'm right there with you as Ugh. well as Steve Trevor was written I agree yeah. because I don't think you get Superman right unless you get Lois right but, so Richard Donner said Lois that is his key to his story as Steve is to Diana yeah, yeah Richard Donner said he's like if you can't make the love story work the movie doesn't work because and that was in 1978, right. and yeah. nobody's figured that out since then. So, well, in the same way that this movie could have easily become like man bad, woman good, and she's angry and hateful, the 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 Steve Trevor relationship could have easily been very reductive for her, yeah, or 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 turned her into some moon eyed teenager that's boy crazy. Like they like they that could have very easily yeah. been the direction that it went. And so I, I, w- I was very impressed with how the the romance storyline played out in that it it never even approached that direction. At no point was I was I even worried of like, oh, are we going to do that? Oh, okay, no, they say it's, al- it's almost like, it's like coworkers working closely together, yeah. and then something kind of happens. Yeah, like that's kind of the way I, you know. But I mean, that's kind of what it is, though. Like they're they're on the front lines together. Mm-hmm. They have yeah. this this. I think there was it was they had just liberated. Um, a town. Right. So they were fi- side by side. There's the I, one of the best scenes of this movie. We'll just flash forward. So they get they get Steve to England, and they end up. They realize that the English there's a treaty that's about the World War One is about to end, mm-hmm. and the there is this. Uh, Danny Houston plays a German general yeah. followed by Doctor Poison, which I was just like, of all the comic book <laughs> names you can pick, like Doctor Poisonous is yeah. the, like that's the most comic booky name I've ever heard. It's a little on the it's nose. It's a little on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> um, for these movies that are supposed to be grounded in reality, um, mm-hmm. there is a they've created this gas, and that Steve knows, like, look, we've got this book. They're going to create this gas. We have to get there because they're going to launch it, and we're going to lose this war. Um, nobody believes him. Diana, this, these are the great scenes with Diana where she's trying on the clothes and she's like, none of like, how do you fight in this? Yeah. And she's tearing dresses and she's trying to do like a yeah. super kick and a side kick and things like that, which was a great, like, uh, the gal who plays Etta Candy, who was in, oh, she was, she was in the British office. She played the Pam character in that. She was in Shaun of the Dead. She was Liz's best friend. Um, so she's a British actress who's been in all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just like, I don't know what to do with you. Like, you are on another mm-hmm. level of woman that I have never seen <laughs> yes. before in my life. Um, and she, like, but she likes it. Yes, yes. Like, and, yeah, and she's just like right on. Yeah, she's like, yeah, absolutely. She, well, that's yeah. why her showing up with the sword at the end of that fight. Yes, is yes. Just so fabulous, hilarious. Yeah. Was, so yeah. she, Etta Candy, was and, also a character that was kind of Diana's 
Jimmy Olsen, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's she. So she's not like she keeps showing up random in all of the runs that I've read. She's either in the run or not at all. And then like they don't even mention her. And then all of a sudden she shows back up. So I was always confused as to like, has she been there from the get? Well, she was there from the get. She was um, sort of some of the Molson in the original Molson comic. She's an original Molson, uh, William Mo- Marsden Molson. Character. I mix up the two last names. Character. Okay. And she was basically Wonder Woman's best friend. If you read The Legend of Wonder Woman by Renee DeLiz, I, I own the entire a run. really fun uh, part in that as well. Okay. Um, which is fabulous. I can totally imagine the Eddie Candy in the movie playing the uh, role in Legend of Wonder Woman. Yes. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And then at, at there are versions where she, Wonder Woman's involved with somebody else, and Steve Trevor and Eddie Candy get married. And but she, I wouldn't say she's Jimmy Olsen so much as Wonder Woman's connection to regular women. Okay. Um, although Rucka kind of changed it a little bit and went with um, Barbara Minerva Cheetah as the main connection. Yeah, that's that's um, originally. I have issues with that run, uh, but that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> I think uh, we should talk about Steve's team. I really love the team that they put together. I thought the the actors were great. The Howling Commandos? Uh, the Howling Commandos. <laughs> yeah, know, like right? That's kind of what they were. And, and no, it totally <laughs> was. I mean, I thought that, that Captain America had a great team, but I really liked the characters. I mean, I, I didn't they, expect they, to see they, Spud from Trainspotting yeah, in there. Right. Like, I, I just thought it was great, and the other guys were awesome. They, they fleshed those characters out a little bit more than the howling commandos yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think they did they're, they're more like the losers sergeant rocket yeah yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's that's good yeah that's very good but they flushed them out and i think they're important because they're really flawed guys yeah all of them are and, yeah and sort of at the end but she adores them yes and she has compassion to them and they really adore her so i think it's really important there's more than steve in the movie like yeah. Because he's sort of the ideal kind of dude. Sure, he's sure. Doing the best he can, and these guys are kind of all broken. Yeah, and you know what? Ways. You're 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 hitting something that I mean, I, it's sort of like her entire character is is that she's attuned more uh, empathetically, and we see that like mm-hmm. with those characters, you know, where where Steve understands it, but he, you know, he's just sort of like, well, that's how you know, it's just the way it goes, just the way it um, is. But she sees that, and even when we see them walking, and she's wanting to help. Every she sees the horses and she wants to help the horses. She sees the kid and the mother and she wants to like she's just a little more in touch than than a lot of the. You can uh, also I think that's, the other characters. That's when you start to see her cracks. And what I mean by that is like she had this uh, ideology where like mm-hmm. I can help everybody. I can do you know, look mm-hmm. at like look at me. Look what I can do. I can help everybody. And then she realizes as they're just in my training. There's one of those things where you have to learn, like, you got to keep, like, if, yeah. you're, if you're in a certain situation, you just got to keep walking. Yeah. Because if you stop and help this person, right. five more people over here can die. Sometimes in war, you have to make tough choices for the greater good. Yeah. And that, that's what Steve's saying is, like, we can't stop and help this these two people. Right. Because if we, if, if five it, million are going to die, if it derails yeah. us from our mission, how many people are we going to lose? Right. And, and I thought it was, uh, and again, it, it like, it, it didn't beat you over the head with it, but... In its own way, it's a very anti-war film. It's like, very anti-war. Like it, not, not only with, especially for a PG thirteen movie that has to be bloodless, it it shows you some pretty graphic mm-hmm. uh, ramifications from war. You see people coming back without limbs and the the you know the thousand yard stare and and back to the the 
the the men and how you you know they're all broken yeah but they're all pretty much broken by war yeah yes. you know yeah. And, and it's war that's done that to him and the one that really isn't broken by war is still kind of broken by society and so much is that he's like well i want to be an actor but because i'm not white what am i going to play <laughs> what am i yeah. going to do a whole lot of nothing or servants <laughs> yeah. and so and so like so i do this thing instead yeah. and so and i make more money and then you see him playing a servant Right. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the only way he's going to get undercover. I, I love how the movie touched upon all these things. Mm-hmm. And Diana's character was so great. It it did all this, but never felt preachy. And right. that no, is right. such Not a once. testament because this movie, as we've mentioned before, could have been such a preachy movie with such an agenda for many reasons. And it never felt that way. And I loved yeah. it. Never having to go, ugh, you know, oh, they're trying to shove this or that down your throat. It, it just isn't. It was very matter of fact of like, this is this oh, is how it is. With the Native American one, it, when he just touches that. Well, it was a lot of showing. Like, look what they tried to do with Superman, you know. Like, yes. He's the godlike being. And they tried to, and it never worked. Well, one, because I think Superman is really Clark Kent, the Kent, dorky Kansas farm boy. Who's like, oh, I have powers. This is what I'm saying. That's what I've been saying the entire time. <laughs> but instead of this sort of alienated godlike figure, and that's part of why it didn't work. But the other part of why it didn't work is that they just hit it so hard. Yes. They, yeah. They, I don't know. They. I will let my father die because people won't understand. You yeah. Know, right, I will, right. you know, go roam the earth with a beard. And I don't. I don't even home. mind walking the earth like Kane and Kung Fu. Yeah. Like if you're trying to connect with humanity and you know learn all of the different things like i get trying to find your way there's a great book by mark wade uh and lionel you where he oh, doesn't yes. yeah birthright where he doesn't become super like he goes to africa and hangs out with like a, a civil rights leader oh birthright i thought he was attacking planned Parenthood. no no i don't think <laughs> superman would do that but like but, that's but a, in, he's in able to connect movie, yeah they just show what she's like. Yes. They don't yeah. right. have anybody making speeches about. Right. She makes a speech about, I am going to help them. But yes. it feels so genuine. It does. That, the, scene, the scene you're talking about, I think, is the best like scene in the movie. Monologuing or speechifying or anything like right. that. Right. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a deft touch to this movie that we haven't seen, and it's not heavy handed, but it has more weight and more resonance than we've seen where they try to, you know, they literally beat you over the head with every. Seen to be some sort of metaphor for something Allegory else, and this, something. yeah, and this, that's just like no. That's this it. is the first DC movie to understand DC comics. Yeah, yeah. this is yes. like the the reason I've always been more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy is because DC can tell stories like this. Marvel typically can't mm-hmm. or doesn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and that. Uh, this is, I think, from a like, what's a DC comic like? Mm-hmm. This is this. the most accurate representation ever filmed, even more so than Nolan's stuff, because I think Nolan's stuff w- was he took Batman and made a really good Nolan movie with it, yeah, and it yeah. was pretty close to DC. It was. Right. This the is second just one is this is just what a DC comic is like when it's working. This right. is as close as anyone has ever gotten in the history of super movies to, and I think this is a better movie just because it's a much more complicated uh, movie, and they were able to update it with uh, the special effects of the day. But the original Superman, which yeah. is the tagline was "You will believe a man can fly." Yep, and the tagline with this. Is almost like you believe everyone can be a hero, you know. Oh, that's pretty mm-hmm. good. Which yeah. is the whole point of you should cop- you should copyright that now so they don't steal it from you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so but I ha- I have to run and go get the kids because I promised them Wonder Woman. Absolutely, do it.
Well, thank you very much for uh, taking some time out of your day to, to discuss the movie with us. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you, Corinna. You know, uh, since uh, Karina had to cut out early, this is probably a good spot to uh, to put a pin in things. We're going to give you a two-parter because I feel like we're going to do a lot of talking on this one. As I like to say, there's a lot of a lot of meat on that bone. I don't even mean that in a dirty way. So, first time for everything. So, that's it for part one of Wonder Woman, and we will get part two to you shortly. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.